How you doing, Rob? I'm good, man. I'm good. Welcome to completely off topic and straight to the point. Again, <laughs> I messed up, but it just makes sense to mess it up. Oh, you're welcome, uh, Rob. You're the owner of Electrum, right? Yeah. You started making stencil products first. Am I wrong about that? You're not wrong. That was in right 2012. I, did, I don't use too many stencils anymore. So I never got to use your product too much, but I know some people fucking love it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's stencil been, people. It's been pretty well received over the last 10 years, so I'm pretty, pretty proud of it. Was it uh, oh, Cody yeah. Reed? Stands by it, swears by it. Yeah, I think that's Cody's a good a, testament. Cody's a good guy. I pay him to say all the right things, though. So, oh, really? Well, that makes more <laughs> sense, really. That's uh, starting to, you know. Yeah, because every time I'm beating your product up, I'm like, I don't know. All I do is shave with it. Uh, he's like, oh, no, I mean, it's really good. You use it, put the stencil on, too. I'm like, I just don't trust it. I've been drawing with ink pens. Do you have a spray yet? You don't, you don't need a spray. Electrum works with ink pens and markers and all Wait, that stuff. How, how do I use it with the ink pen then? This is something I've never known. Well, so you can use it one of two ways. You can mm -hmm. put it on before and let it dry on the skin and then draw right on top of it. You can draw uh -huh. it with your ink pens and then put a layer on top of it and let it dry on top of the ink pen. Either or way draw, draw on the skin first and then put it on top is the other way or? Yeah, either or. Yep. You can draw on the skin first. Why wouldn't it why wouldn't it wash away if I put it on first and then I put it over draw top? The skin last, either way. It seems like it'd stay better if I put it on after. I've never tried it, so I'm I'm I've no idea. <laughs> I didn't even uh -oh. that's good to know. I'm gonna try it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh oh, some people put it on before and then they draw on it and then they put it on after it, kind of like a sandwich. I mean but Okay, but it seems like that would be on top of a layer of it that would, it seems like that would make it disappear more. No, you have to, you have to understand the science between, behind stencil products. So oh, come uh, on, man. There, there actually, there's actually a good science there. I mean, there, there right are on. ingredients in stencil products that pull the dye into the skin, and that's what uh, the superior stencil products uh, are better at doing that, obviously. Than okay. The, than the subpar product. So, product. Well, I've used your other product, Electrum uh, Cleanse, forever. I've loved that thing. That's you really love what, that what one, and I don't even pay you to say that. <laughs> no, you don't pay me to say that. <laughs> you really paying Cody? Getting no. <laughs> You're like, no, don't but... start something, Kyle. <laughs> no, but that's what all the politicians do. So, I'm here, you know, I'm supposed to pay people to say what I want them to say to make them think that my shit don't stink magicians have you heard of meme magic no where do i learn about meme magic uh i would i dare say youtube but at the same time rob you know what fuck it never mind let's act like we didn't even talk about it it's like voldemort <laughs> we're just we're just giving power to it man i'm gonna see you in a couple of years your face is painted up white you got some upside down cross question mark on your eyeball you're fucking drawing shit on fucking marker boards when you walk down the street in like a gold lame skirt or something but you'll now be floating I gotta, now i gotta go down there rabbit hole 
I think I was watching it on Hulu. It might have been. It's probably Netflix, actually, though. Isn't where you, I don't know. It's like somebody was trying to make it a documentary, but you know, documentaries nowadays are kind of funny. Sometimes they're not documentaries. You know, what I mean, they're 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 masquerading as a documentary. Yeah, yeah. Or like my opinion or some some footage that I put together and was able to make a storyline with. Here you go. Yeah, I, and uh, I. I enjoy documentaries too. So, well, look up this meme magic thing. I got about halfway through it and I was getting tired, so I had to sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> I plan on finishing it now because it's like been haunting me. One of them, you know, where you're like, and, and at the same time, I don't know. It almost feels like you touch it was real. Like uh, what when all these election things are going off and everybody, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, they're saying everything's fucked up now. And I'm always hesitant to believe that because I feel like they've been saying it forever, right? Like in Jesus' times, there was a guy in the corner being like, the end is near. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Jesus was on the corner saying the end is near, right? Wasn't my father's kingdom is at hand. Y'all going to die tomorrow, motherfucker. Yeah. I guess you have to define near in human terms because the human, you know, human uh, existence isn't all that long in the grand scheme of things. So. That's the, the line they sell me every time. I'm like, this guy was not could be up near. on the times, man. He said it was at, at hand. Uh, it kind of is, Kyle. When you, and I hold up, Pastor. I was trying to sell me some shit. Putting the collection plate in front of me now. Oh, okay, if I give you enough, I buy my way, right? Okay, I'll see you. I'm going to heaven. We already talked. You know, I'm going to heaven just to see the horse. Just get the cocaine. Well, Kyle, there's one hard rule I live by in life, and it is that perception is reality, and that's the absolute truth, and that's the only truth that I realize, bro. That's it. I think that's whatever smart. somebody believes is the fucking truth, bro. You you're gonna have a hard time convincing them it's not, aren't you? You are gonna have a hard time convincing them it's not. So you just better let them believe what they believe and carry on about your business. That's the way I figure it. So what the fuck is wrong with me? Because you know I love nothing more than hear somebody's. It don't even matter if I believe it myself. Sometimes, like somebody well, will think, say some shit, and I'll be like, "Hmm, let me see if I can make you think differently." Well, I think that's there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with trying to you know make somebody validate their beliefs and feel like you know how strong is their knowledge on something you know i don't talk about a whole lot of stuff i don't have knowledge about because you just sound like a freaking idiot you know so it's like if you talk to me about politics i'll just skim the surface because i don't get too much into politics if you talk to me about medicare and medicals and every other problem that's going on in the world and ukraine and russia i don't know mm-hmm. a whole lot about all of that stuff you know so i don't what you know about Jake Paul. In the details I know about Logan Paul more than I know about Jake Paul. <laughs> what do you know about Logan Paul? <laughs> well, I just know uh, I appreciate what he's done for the Pokeverse. I'm a Pokemon <laughs> collector card, you know? <laughs> hey, okay. and that dude jacked the price of those cards up into the freaking stratosphere, bro. He did that. Oh, yeah. He spends millions of dollars on cards, man, and it makes everybody else want to spend millions of dollars on cards. So, all these cards, but, but the card was too. already priced at that price before he bought it, and it was yeah, fake or something make, too, wasn't it? Well, he bought a he bought a case of base uh, series cards, and the, and the six boxes inside of there were stuffed with GI Joe cards. Oh, see, I actually knew. I didn't know it was GI Joe, but I knew that. But I was just trying to see how deep you were into it. You do know all this. 
What do you yeah. know about him uh, swinging with, hanging with dead bodies? <laughs> I don't know too much about that, man. Okay. I wonder, no, here's, like, at some point, we always run that dangerous line, you know? Like, at what? <laughs> I don't know if we okay. always, but, but here's one where you're like, this guy uh, was all hated for a while, and then, um, but he brought positive shit to Pokemon. However, if it wasn't for all the hate that he had generated that raised his popularity up to the level it was, would he have been able to generate as much interest in the Pokemon? with his purchases probably you know what i mean what do we got now because i I should probably start some lineage questions for you i guess that's what we should do but before we get to that i want to talk about the ink that you got coming out actually i've been using the fuck out of your black and uh i have been very happy with that i used on several tattoos just making my own gray shade breaking it down with water you know the notorious Yes, I was curious about breaking it down with Electrum, but I didn't want to have a um, an experience that I wasn't so familiar with and have a variable or have a variable I wasn't so familiar with in the process. You know what I mean? With the cleanse, you mean? Yeah, using Electrum cleanse with uh, the black ink as a as to make my gray shade. I absolutely think you can do that safely. Um, I would confirm that for sure with the. Uh with the manufacturers of cleanse just to be sure, but I don't see where there would be any issue with that. I know you can use it in your rinse cups. So therefore I don't know why you wouldn't be able to use it in your, to cut your inks the same way. Well, I mean, as, as much as, as I trust the science behind it, I've seen it. I've used it before it was, before you purchased it, you licensed the product. Am I wrong? I can cut all this up, bro. But <laughs> I mean, no, uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, this, is, total, it's just this the, is totally public now. Cleanse yeah, is not a proprietary okay. product that I invented at all. I'm, I'm the, I am the it, third it, or fourth. I started I using it on the, the very first, the, the third or fourth. I think uh, there was Electricin or something, right? I don't well, know. Was Art- even it, making it so? Artisan, Electricin. Yep. And then it was Electricin, and it, and the uh, Icon had the license for it when it was Electricin. You're the and only person making this product, though, or available to tattoo artists currently. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There, awesome. they will only license it to one person in one, you know, sector. Okay. At a time, you know, they don't want to. Uh, they don't want create competition in the space. They just want to be able to put it mm-hmm. with one person. And uh, the reason why I'm the fourth person that's had it, and I don't know all the all the ins and outs of why the other three people before me lost their licensing, but I've had the license myself now for, I don't, gosh, man, it's been at least three years, maybe going on four now. Well, in my universe, everything happens out of passion. And I personally believe that they don't have passion for this product. And that is what did it. I'm sure there's some of it. And I've certainly heard that. I think that's the bigger part. You know, it's a hard thing to go ahead and tell a tattoo artist, hey, this is my product. It replaces water. (laughs) Do you follow? And in some cases, that's the way they feel you're doing, but it isn't water. This is it. it, I don't know if to me, I don't use soap. I use electricin. And I when I draw on the skin, I draw, I I put down electricin before and or after. Um I've got a drawing on there and let it sit for 13 seconds. I know it's killing off bacteria and mercies and I'm going to make some stuff up. Now I think it's killing off cancer. So all the cancer that could have been on the skin is gone now. 
Electrolyte. Why? What am I saying? Electrum cleanse, <laughs> motherfucker, you're, Rob. You, you got to keep me straight, you're, brother. You're getting corrected by your your uh, audio editor back there. I hear, I hear your engineer <laughs> in the background. Well, she she's got to do it because you ain't going to keep me honest. Come on now, brother. Well, we're talking about multiple products, so it's easy to make the mix up. But yeah, Electrosin was Electrosin is not oh. incorrect. It's the same product in the bottle. It's just called Electrum Cleanse now. All right, uh, you know how my brain works. It don't. Um, <laughs> I apologize. I'm glad to see that you ain't taking any offense on your product. No, I don't take any offense, dude. I don't, I don't get offended by too much in the tattoo world anymore. I used to, I mean, but you gotta have pretty thick skin to be in this game, man. How this long you pretty, been in it? It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty freaking, I mean, it's a pretty hardcore industry at times, you know, 99 is when I. Well, actually, 94 is when I started getting into tattooing as far as getting tattooed. and uh, So if you count all that time, I don't know, what is that, 20, 20 28 years? Is that right? Is my math right? <laughs> don't ask me 20, to do the math. <laughs> 28 years? I think that's what it is. I'm just going to go yeah. with it. Yeah, it's a long time, Rob. <laughs> uh, so it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. It's about the same time I started getting into tattoos, actually. Um professionally i i'd gotten my first one at 13 so i don't know if that counts so your first tattoo how old were you what 94 i would have been uh well shit dude actually oh shit 94 my, my my first tattoo was actually when i was like 12 <laughs> you fucking idiot where you at when you get tattooed oh me, me and my buddies you know we were all hand poking tattoos on each other they were sewing needle and thread and freaking yeah. india ink yeah, we were hand poking crosses on each other's middle fingers, you know. My friend's got a cross, so I upped to Annie, and I got I rule on my shoulder, and uh, <laughs> he fucked up poking me on one side because he was getting it off center. <laughs> and at this time, I was an artist enough that I knew, you know how we watch somebody makes a sign for a yard sale, right? And it always looks yeah. the same. It's all big bold letters starts at the left, <laughs> and then it gets towards the end, and they're squishing everything together, and then they got another <laughs> little line, and they got like the last two. So I seen what he was doing. It was going to be off center, and I was like, whoa, whoa, nah, -uh. and see, I'm smart. <laughs> so at 13 years old, I was like, no, nah, you're going to be off center. You already fucking scarred me over here, man. Let's not make a huge mistake. Put it on my other shoulder and center it up this time. Because <laughs> uh, I'm 13 years old, fat pudgy with a big old afro, and I rule. Oh, man. But at least it wasn't on my job stopper ass hand. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't even know. I, you're that never a worker. stopped me from getting was, a job, though. It I was curious. No, like, no, you're you're one stopped. of them driven people, and I'm, like, curious. I'm, like, no way that's – so you were still doing what? What was your job after school? Uh, man, I worked in construction uh, pretty much um, well, oh, from 10th yeah. grade into my – I started framing houses with my friends' uh, parents when we were, shit, 15 years old. I was carrying trusses up ladders, you know, and so that's where – that's where that oh, all yeah, started, they, but I, they didn't like using cranes at all, huh? Oh, Too man, expensive. You know, I, no, I don't know if it was that or if it was more of uh, let's haze these little punk ass teenagers and make them do this shit the hard way. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Climbing ladders with trusses isn't safe nor easy. 
Like oh. those things are depending. I mean, you might yeah. have be putting up just a garage even actually. It's still hard. No, that sucked. We'd have two ladders leaning up against the house and I'd be on one <laughs> end of the truss and my buddy'd be on the other end of the truss and we'd make sure did our best to make sure we were hitting rungs at the same time going up either. Yeah. You didn't <laughs> so have so nobody we sliding them across for you or watching them as you slid one to the other? No, man. We just lug those suckers up the ladder, man, one by one. <laughs> and it, I'm okay. sure everybody cares to hear about it, I guess. But, you know, like, that's also a shared – like, I, I did construction when I was a kid. So, to me, it's um it's interesting. So, I apologize. Get back to but you know, probably what the kids you, want. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? We didn't mind that because I think back then we were getting paid 12 bucks an hour. And back then that was really, really good money for a kid in high school. I mean, we were we yeah. were rolling in the dough, man. So we didn't mind climbing those freaking ladders, man. We were right. young and strong, so it was fine. Did you fall? No, never fell. No, nope. neither did no. my friend. So we nice job. Uh, I've, I've took a couple. Of, I walked out on um on a on a fight i don't know what it was like a flat roof but it just had waffle fiber board or whatever on it i walked out on it just for a second but it's all rotten out and so i ended up falling down luckily i was right on top of you know the guy's balcony because i was three stories up oh damn it turned it was crazy for him though he was waking the just it was the morning you know and he's got to deal with somebody on his roof pounding around and shit already and then he's sitting there with his coffee because i mean i come in the scene you know i'm standing on top of me. he doesn't see me all of a sudden boom the whole thing smashes in and i smash on his fucking his uh his lawn chair is one of the cheap plastic ones and just smashes breaks underneath me i'm so grateful to be alive he's, you know, when you're doing construction, you can fall one and a half inches from one piece of two by four stacked on top of the other. You know, you do that little fall, you catch yourself immediately, but you thought you were dying, you know? Oh, yeah. So I'm going down six to eight, well, it was about eight feet. <laughs> and the whole time I'm like, ah, fuck, this was it. <laughs> Knew it was happening think- all along, <laughs> fucking rotten wood. I think about that all the time. Like you see people jump off of these big ass buildings, like they're trying to kill themselves. And I'm thinking to myself, what are they thinking the whole way down? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I was thinking for they like everything went slow. And I was just like, well, I guess that's the way it goes. This was like, um, HUD sucker proxy. It was so, so many movies that you watch. And you, just, you know, I had all this time to think about it and a lot of horror. And then, and then when I felt that, uh, underneath me, I didn't know what it was just as soon as it all stopped and everything sped up real quick. And I'm looking at this guy who's got coffee shaking and spilled out of his hands. His eyes are wide as fuck. And he's like jumping up out of his coach. And I'm just thankful to be alive. It was a, uh, yeah, I don't know. Our eyes met for a second. It was a weird kind of communication, you know, <laughs> he didn't, yeah, have, yeah, I yeah. thought that he was going to be crazy pissed because I broke his stuff and he was, a, uh, you know, all right. I've successfully gotten off the point. That's all right. That's what the point is, right? It's what the title is. So I'm going to go with it. Thinking about this for for a couple of weeks, you know, I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast because I'm like, man, I'm going to go on a podcast with Kyle, and I'm like, <laughs> what's it like? Telling where this might go, you know. So I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Well, I wonder what he's going to ask me. Well, but well, then I, I think... just ultimately decide, you know what? Doesn't matter because it's just going to be off topic, and it doesn't really matter. We'll just see where things go and hit it. I feel that that's 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 the best at this point. And also, it, um, you know, I, I like to keep things 
tattoo related for sure and, and ink master related whereas i can too um but you're in the world of traveling tattoos as i am and i find that interesting every facet of it you know what i mean from from pickles back there making stencils and doing all that behind the scenes work to uh to the many different groups that come out and throw their fish into the shores of traveling tattoo conventions or whatnot yourself though you've kind of made a home of it yeah i don't know um i sit here sometimes and i think what else would i be doing if i wasn't doing this and i really i don't think i'd have any kind of identity if i wasn't doing this to be honest with you man like this become so much of who i am anymore you know i just it's what i eat sleep and breathe every day so i don't I don't even know what I would do if I wasn't doing this. Like I have no other interest, really. If you're a tattooist, like, let me give you a little promo for a second. If you're a tattoo artist, uh, it's good not to have MRSA. Um, and there's <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. It's pretty simple as that. Am I wrong? If you're a tattoo artist, it's good not to have MRSA on the skin. And people have MRSA on the skin. That's also a fact. Some people are going to be susceptible to it. Some people ain't. And alcohol can do a lot to clean a tattoo. Green soap can do a lot to clean a tattoo. But a, a Electrum cleanse kills MRSA. Am I making a so, statement I'm not allowed to make? Do I have to edit this out? No, you're absolutely not. I mean, it's uh, it's more Fuck effective yeah. than uh, it's more effective than the Cavicide and other cleansers that you're using in your tattoo shop. It's got a quicker kill time. Yeah, I believe you can even go on Google and you'll find some scientific documentation that might even say something to the effect that it kills COVID. And I'm not making that claim, but I'm telling you, if you go on the Google, you probably Dude, see things like that, too. That is exactly <laughs> what I've heard. Who was it? Scott was telling me that. <laughs> so, but, you know, Scott's the first person I ever met with when when he came into my shop. I, I have this habit of treating people like human beings um, or like they might be a valuable they're going to interest me. I think that's what it is. I just like, you could be wasting my time, but it could be interesting to me. Like even right now I'm fighting with the call of duty support team. Uh, and the only reason I'm engaging in it is because it's interesting for me. I don't give a fuck about these clan node points, but I'm getting off topic. Uh, Scott was an interest to me when he came in and no one else was giving him the time of day in the shop. And uh, he had a product that he said was, was, uh, you know, awesome. And he started doing a salesman routine on it. I'm listening for a minute. And then I just wanted to shut him up a little bit. And so I was like, oh yeah, would you spray in your eye? And he did. <laughs> Dude, he did. He was like, fuck uh, you, man. I'll drink the shit in front of people, bro. I have done the he, same thing. He did this. He did that. He said he wouldn't drink a bunch of it because it could kill bacteria that he didn't want to kill because it's good bacteria in them. But uh, he, he said there's people in Japan or something that are drinking. But Scott, I was, you know, he's a salesman. He used to work for Pfizer or something. That's why he was weird for most people to see because he was coming into a tattoo shop with a product for tattoo artists uh, that replaced your green soap for the most part, or not really for the most part, but it replaced your green soap. It gave you a safer feeling. However, he didn't have any tattoos. You know, he used to work for Pfizer. Yeah. So it was tough for him, you know, to make that yeah, uh, that connection with, with guys. Well, you know, he's developed products for uh, he's got some products over in the UFC space. You know, he's um, mm -hmm. 
He's, uh, he's got some soaps out there that are for fighters, you know, for uh, recovery and stuff like that. And he's done, I thought he was making got, something for cleaning the mats uh, at, at gyms like that, too, so that it would cut down a ringworm and, yeah, uh, and got, bacteria. Yep, he's got stuff like that. He's got some things in the, like, eye drop space, you know, for different kinds of eye mm. uh, problems and things of that sort. But, he, man, that guy's all over the place. He's really smart, and he uh, knows a lot of things about a lot of things, and especially in the medical space. So, I got along with Scott good. I think he made products that were good for, the, for us uh, all across. Well, he brought us products. I don't know what his development with him was. But he was involved in bringing them to us for sure. And and then they made a push for a while. And um, I think that other people just, they didn't want to fall in love with it. I noticed when I use it, that my tattoos are more ready for a, a camera, for a picture. Yeah, it takes it, all that redness out. Yes. All the redness, all the swelling. It's um, it, the, the, the best way to tell, the way I always tell people, it's like uh, it's a mast cell inhibitor. So basically what that does is, you know, like if you fall on the sidewalk and you get a scrape or something on your knee or you cut your finger, whatever, the first thing that happens is, you know, your white blood cells react to that trauma and then they come up to the surface of the skin and they're like, what the fuck's going on up here? We got to mm -hmm. figure out what's attacking the body and we got to shut it down. And that's what causes swelling and bleeding and redness is those blood cells reacting to whatever trauma is on the skin. So cleanse, what that does is goes in there and tricks the, the blood cells basically he says masks. it's all right it masks the trauma basically it tells tells the blood cells hey there's nothing going on everything's fine there's nothing to see here it's like a line of cops <clears throat> yeah so you don't get all those adverse reactions that you get when you normally traumatize the skin or you know cause nothing injury to see here move along move along 100 percent exactly the way it is yeah so <laughs> and that's, that's science a, that is the most <laughs> terms that i can apply to the science behind it because it's very complicated uh product yeah. i don't i toured know, the I facility wanna... once i'm sure you've been there and, and uh, <laughs> they gave me and they make other products there too it was way beyond i was a fish out of water kind of i met with the owner of it too <laughs> he has zero tattoos super old guy loves dogs <laughs> right right yeah so so I don't, I don't uh, try to immerse myself too deep into the scientific parts of it. I just know um, they use it in the hospitals. It's a mast cell inhibitor, and it tricks, tricks the blood cells in your body into thinking that there's no trauma going on, and therefore you get no redness, you don't get the swelling, and that's what makes it such a great product. So, yeah, that's all I need to know to be passionate enough about it, you know? Now you're getting passionate about ink, though, too. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, I've passionate about anything that has to do with tattooing you know if i see if if i see an opportunity to make a product better than what's out there then i'll i'll engage a little bit and if i see opportunity there then i'll engage a little bit further you know and it's uh that's just always been my approach to things and i'm not saying if there's anything wrong with the inks out there because there are certainly inks that have been out in the industry for a very very long time they're they're tested and they're true and they've withheld and they yeah. We stood the test of time. You know, I don't have anything bad to say about the other ink companies. I can just tell you as an artist, the things that I don't particularly like in the products that I use. And that's the same thing that drove me to create a stencil product. You know, I was using, uh, I used stencil stuff for years and years and years, you know, for a long time, it was a great product. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden 
when I started pushing a five or six hour mark on a tattoo, it wasn't a great product anymore. You know, it just wasn't holding up past that point. Right. And so the most frustrating thing to me as an artist was having to draw back in a design after I lost my stents or a bloodline or whatever, you know, option you chose to use. And I don't want to do that anymore. So I, I this was like, man, there has to be a better way to do this. There has got to be a better product. What were you, you uh, doing realistic tattoos mostly then, were you, or were you doing uh, Neotrad well, or just, something? Just a lot of um, more of new school shit, you know, like graffiti type shit or like uh, just big, bright, bold, colorful shit. And most time it'd be on bigger pieces, you know, like um, like on the back or like, I, I don't tattoo fast and I wipe a lot. So I'm, I'm hard on stencils as it is. Oh, you know? so. <laughs> better use some electrum on that fucking paper towel bro <laughs> well i have a tattoo now since 2015 so i've been out of it for a little while but okay james got me being nicer to the skin you know is as, as rough as james is on every other aspect of his life <laughs> somehow he's kind of gentle on the skin well, I don't dry wipe. You know, very early in my career, I, I learned about dry wiping just from getting tattoos. So I never I never did that to anyone. You know, I was never that merciless to, to my clients. You know, so I, I always made sure my towels were very, very wet. But uh, I used a lot of green soap in my wash bottles, too, and that really deteriorates the stencil. Uh, I'll circle this back around ink. So, like, uh, thank you. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing negative to say about the other ink brands out there. I just... Um, I've always had issues with consistency really one way or another, you know, ink's too thick or it's too thin. And, um, that was the, that was the main, that was my main problem with other ink brands. You know, it's just like, I never could find the, the perfect consistent ink to my liking. And then, um, I wanted to always kind of do something with tattoo inks, but I just never really wanted to venture into that space just because, I mean, I'm assuming that you know a lot about the back end of the business, you know, and I, when I say the back end of the business, I mean the, the, the part of the business where people manufacture and sell products and, and that side of the business, not the, not the side I don't of know a lot about it, but I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've got a lot of friends that have been in that industry, you know, like yourself. Yeah, well, it's a lot different than uh, than on that side of the chair, you know, and I and that side of the chair that you're on is is it has its problems in its own right, you know, like, um, you know, obviously, but like, um, yeah. on this side of the business, you know, when you say the word, like, when you say words like cutthroat, whatever, I mean, there's a lot of that on this side of the business. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, um, you're dealing with larger amounts of money. Yeah. And, um, I never entered the ink space because I'm just out of respect for the people that were already in it. Really. I mean, I've been, Okay. I've known Tramp for Tramp at Eternal for quite a few years. You know, I've got a to yep. this day. Till to the day I no longer know that man, I'll have deep respect for that guy. Probably more respect for that guy than anybody in the whole industry. In my personal experience, you know, I've I've, I've never had bad dealings with that guy, and I've never known him to do anyone dirty. Um, and I've never heard anybody say that he's done them dirty. So, I have a right. lot of respect for that guy. He's he's always had his. Uh, regardless of what I've done in my tattoo career and in my business, you know, the guy's never, uh, never turned a shoulder to me. He's always picked up the phone when I call or he answers the text if I text him. So, uh, and even when I came out with inks, you know, he's, uh, he's still, uh, he's still my he, friend, you know, so, and I still have right. respect. He for didn't him, tell so. you, well, I guess that's where we draw the yeah. line. Now we're coming. No, be, 
no, I mean, he's actually helped me out along the way, you know, like he's offered me help and, and advice and talk, talk right. me through some things. So, you know, that says a lot about that man's character right there. You know, just the fact that he owns one of the biggest ink companies in the world. He still, you know, right. held his hand out in friendship and offered advice and help to me. And they didn't tell me not to start an ink company at all. You know, he just told me that I might not be knowing what I'm in for, that I don't <laughs> really have a realistic uh, idea of what it's going to cost to start an ink company. And, you know, he told me and things how, like that. But... How has that turned out? <laughs> He's probably been right. I haven't known him to be wrong. I've worked for him. I mean, if he, if anybody's going to know, he's going to know. I, ne I never thought he was lying to me. You know, I, I, right. uh, I think my expectations in the beginning probably were a little unrealistic. You know, I thought, uh, I thought I could start an ink company for a lot less than what I really could. And he told me the number and I was like, man, there's no way it can't be that much. It can't be that much to start an ink company. Like, uh -huh. yeah, sure. And the hell was, <laughs> I bet it's almost over a million dollars. <laughs> Uh, it's not, well, I mean, it depends on how deep you want to go. I mean, if you're, there are strategic ways that you can do things to save money. So, I mean, it didn't right. quite, quite cost that much, but it wasn't, it wasn't cheap by any. It's not, well, how, have you been doing it over a year? Oh, yeah, just, uh, just well, selling it just over a year, but we've been, okay. we've been in the process of the inks for about two and a half years now from start to where okay. we're at now. Right on. So yeah, you're all right. Then you're. I guess I'm only aware of it as soon as I got a sample. You know, I'm slow to pick up on a lot of trends. So, well, I mean, we just we just uh, I mean, we really started heavily pushing it back in. Uh, when was the first Philadelphia show? February. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that or March, well, the end of March, right? Whenever the first Philadelphia show was was when we, that was when we like unveiled curtain back on electromink at the philly show so however long ago that was is when we really started pushing it heavy before that we were just kind of dropping teasers here on social media we had you know obviously had it out in artist hands trying it out and giving us feedback and you know redoing things here and there for for quite a while before that but but as far as for hitting the mainstream and and taking it out to the shows that was at the first philadelphia show so Maybe okay. what was that like a few months ago, six months ago, maybe something. I think, I think the I think the first Philadelphia show was back in uh, over in November. Actually, it was the winter show. Oh, okay, right on. So you've been doing I, it a while, the, when but I it's past one, it's past its startup phase. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, man. I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm feeling pretty good that it's going to, it's going to withstand. It's going to hold out. You know, I didn't, uh, I wasn't too sure in the beginning, especially with all the stupid regulations in Europe and all that stuff. But I feel like, uh, and just, you said, so, you, just you're shipping overseas then or not? The United Kingdom still, I mean, the U, they're, they're not part of EU, so they're not, they're not uh, being regulated like the rest of the European union is right now. We can still sell ink in the United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, they're cutting down on like all the carrier for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah, that's most of it. Um, and by carrier, really I mean the, the liquid that that allows the pigment to flow into the skin. They're yeah, saying glycerin, we don't like this. Uh, glycerin, propylene glycol, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, now propylene glycol—that's uh, that's usually going to be considered. People are going to think of it as antifreeze, but that's a common ingredient in most in all inks am i wrong it's a common ingredient in a lot of things they you pick up 
you can pick up uh, if you walk around your house right now and pick up twelve random objects in your bathroom, you're probably going to find propylene glycol in a few of them at least. Right. And they use it. They use it for laxative and in, in livestock. You can go pick it up at the feed stores. Uh, they use it for all kinds of stuff. Now, is that good though? It, mm-hmm. it is part of uh, your ink. Oh, there is some propylene glycol. We use that in some of our inks, yeah. The orange. Most of the ink companies use that in. Uh, that Why is the orange as well as carriers? the stinkiest ink in the world? If I pour an orange, I know I got orange out. <laughs> hey, you know, you I'm, I'm not. I'm not wrong, right? Like that shit just smells. You're like, oh, that's orange. All brands of ink. Uh, every, I think just about every brand I've ever encountered with orange. In particular, stink. What about brown? I haven't noticed it as much. I don't really use too many browns because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make my own a lot of times mm-hmm. if I'm going to go brown. I saw I'm a turtle that came out with scratch and sniff ink. What? <laughs> Are you yeah, kidding me? Man. I mean, it was on their Instagram on April 1st, so I don't know. If okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of their zombie colors or something, like a rotting flesh one. It was like, wait till you smell this ink or something. <laughs> so it was, it was pretty funny. It was like ink that stinks or something like that. That's terrible marketing, but it was funny. Well, yeah, April 1st there. What What's... uh? What's what's your next deal with the, any business here? Are you just going to keep pushing the ink and grow, or, or are you looking at other horizons? Uh, so we're um, well. I mean, we're obviously still growing the ink brand. So I think we uh, just last week we finalized another eighteen colors. I think so. We're in production on those now. So obviously, just keep growing the the palette. Um, but we're doing a lot of sets. You know, that, that's that's kind of the reason why I. Um, you know, ultimately decided to do inks. You know, I, I didn't want to go against the grain for a few years. You know, I had been on the fence mm-hmm. about it for a few years because I didn't want to go against the grain. And then, uh, you know, I'm still I'm still in touch with reality for the most part. I don't feel like I've reached that point in my life to where I'm out of touch with trends and reality and stuff so much. So I really tuned into the to the modern day tattooer. You know, and I've, I, I'm one that realized that there's a constant revolving door in this industry. You know, there's artists going out artists coming in mm-hmm. and the guys that are coming in i don't feel like a lot of the like a lot of the ink companies really have um they're kind of staying in touch with the older demographic you know and um i got you yeah and i'm more i'm more um in tune with the younger demographic and the tattooers that are coming into the space now because they're going to be you're cool with the gonna, kids well you got to be i mean if you want to I mean, you got to stay relevant in business. I mean, that's the main thing. And I don't think a lot of businesses in the tattoo space really work at staying relevant. So, right. That, well, most of us spend all our days complaining about these damn millennials. Shake our fists, right? <laughs> yeah, I've had my problem with a few of them myself. These millennial tattoo artists <laughs> come in here, tells me those aren't his pronouns. <laughs> what hey, the fuck? <laughs> Who sings this song? I just heard it on the radio today. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but uh, it's mm-hmm. something about the cancel culture, and it's uh, it's like a heavy metal song. I need to look it up later because it was pretty good, actually. 
right on. Yeah, they cancel culture. I, I don't know. I feel like cancel culture has always been, though. And I don't think yeah. it's too much new. I think, you know, we as humans are just lazy and greedy and we're more interested in that salacious shit than we are in working and, and, and taking the time to find optimistic stuff, you know? I mean, obviously, cancel culture has been a thing. Let's talk about, like, uh, Salem witch trials, right? That's a huge cancel culture <laughs> phenomenon <laughs> right there, bro. <laughs> Yeah, well, they were canceling some. <laughs> and throughout time, I mean, it, it, to me, when I was a kid, I remember they were having boycotts. And, and here there was um a place that was, you know, it's, we're in Flint, Michigan here, big union town. Or it was <laughs> until they all left. <laughs> um, um, You just can't buy enough American, I guess, to keep the business in America. But uh that was a big union town. So the grocery store w- became, there was like a competing non-union grocery store and everybody get around and try and boycott that. So that would go out of business so that, you know, they could have their cancel culture party. <laughs> and I don't know. It was so much different. Same with like dolphins and tuna, right? Didn't cancel culture get safer fishing practices. Well, cancel culture to. got I rid mean, of the draft i guess i don't they try to right <laughs> i think it takes a freaking million men to move a mountain you know and i don't ever see anything that's as big as a million men so i don't really see too much shit changing what do you mean oh you far as a, a real change of any right a real change of yeah there's never going to be any substantial changes until we're all extinct yeah, I think we're going to keep on canceling shit until the day we, and we would just get mad at the ones that canceled that we didn't like. But I like right. Keurig coffee machines. <laughs> Wait a second, we got rid of those? What about my Peloton? We don't like Pelotons anymore? Oh, man. What am I going to do? <laughs> right. But I don't know. We're, we're all fucking sheep. We can't live without someone telling us what's, you know, what's right or wrong. It's do the it fucking like truth, this, bro. Do it like I, that. Man, I sit here all the time, and I, every day I say, man, I'm not, I'm not gonna touch social media. Day. I'm staying off of that shit. I never How do you can do fucking it? do it. I never can do it, dude. <laughs> never. Never. I, I found the answer for me. It's, it's it? dealing with it's it's I get involved with support on any one of my technical devices in my house and just I enjoy the banter that we get between the two of us going back and forth, you know? Dude, <laughs> now that it's cord, dude. I would love to listen to a conversation between a tech support person and Kyle Dunbar. <laughs> oh no, because it, it gets bad. Like who is it? Someone I, I already I swore at one today. And she's like, there will not be profanity on this. And I was like, well, I didn't I said fucking bullshit, right? And she says, We will not have any profanity. And I says, now what did I say wrong? Uh I understand. Okay, I'm not gonna say the other word, but is bullshit a swear word? I always like to clarify because I feel like if I get I don't know. It's really just because I'm being a dick and it really entertains me. Right. If, right. if you've given me an inch, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to keep putting my foot in that door. You know, it's like, because it's bullshit really a swear word. Okay. And now it's a question. So it's not the angry offense. And you can't, they always have the right to hang up. They often do. But, you know, I'm willing to let them have to 
go over with their superior that day. <laughs> you know, they got to perform. Well, I don't know. <laughs> They're poor jobs. Just hassling me. Uh, just give me my clan node points, guys. I work hard for those things. It's a real fucking problem. Oh, sorry. I shouldn't have said the S word. <laughs> yeah, you'll get you get them banned for sure. <laughs> I, I I swear so much. That's the, really the biggest problem is is usually it's an exercise with me not swearing, and then when I do finally swear, it's it, it, I I really just want to push the envelope as far as I can because like if I be like, well, if I said Jesus Christ on a dildo pogo stick, that's not swearing. But are you gonna hang up still? <laughs> <laughs> you probably <right>. click. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like, oh, that's offensive. Well, you didn't say offensive. Listen, like you got it. You said I could had no profanity. <laughs> now we're just talking about something that might offend you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, honestly, I think that's the 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 gist of my day. I don't do the social media so much. I hope that doesn't come as a surprise to anybody listening. It's like, oh, I talk to Kyle on social media all the time. You're actually talking to a team of people. I hire a very, very, uh, they work in shifts, three different hours, three different shifts <laughs> in the day. And, uh, <laughs> and they're constantly making posts on my behalf. And they think of witty things. And they do come to me and they're like, Kyle, what would you say here? And then I say something. You know, and they're like, that's not witty enough. And then they quote somebody else or or sometimes I come up with I, sometimes I'm shooting gold, you know, so they'll, they'll get my input. But uh, that ain't me. That's that's, a, you know, like I said, that's a team. Yeah. How much uh, how much is your uh, media change really since you've been on Ink Master? You've spent, I mean, obviously a ton of more engagement there. How much uh, how much of a pain in the ass did that become? People were always reaching out to me and asking pretty silly questions, which are all the same that every tattoo artist gets, you know, but then it was, they really wanted me to be a dick so they could respond back sometimes, you know, like, right. as I, I seen one today, is today that is just like the most common kind of question that people will ask, you know, like, Hey man, do you have time? And like, I got this in, in my thread right now, like, uh, in text message, <laughs> I hope I'm not outing somebody or myself. Or, but they, <laughs> then, uh, it says it, it's like, hey man, you got time? I write them back. The dates I have, and they're like, and then they write me back, yeah, because I wanted to get in with you pretty soon. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, okay. And they're like, dude, why are you being a dick? And I'm like, uh, man, I don't know. Because you're supposed to follow the procedure. It follows the procedure or it doesn't get the tattoo. Respond to the email. If you accidentally got my text message, it ain't the best way to get a hold of me. It's actually worse. I don't even respond to text messages. But it blew up on comments and, and not really with hate so much, but it did blow up with like trying to keep in contact with enough people that if you didn't and, and you made any, any outreach that you did would suddenly turn to like a neglect of that out you know what i mean so if they're like dude i think you're awesome you're like oh man thanks a lot for that and then i never respond to them again right but then they wrote three other threads that you know one day i have i'm going through a million fuck things and i see like they progressively get angrier 
until they're like, fine, I guess this is where you treat your fans. <laughs> I'm going to go like somebody else now. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. Yeah, I'm no longer. And I don't know. Some people will get really offended. One guy um, was really annoying to me. Uh, I had my headphones on, which is something I do now when I tattoo, because everybody is annoying when I tattoo. And I'm really doing something that requires my attention. <laughs> and if I don't have the headphones on, they seem to like they always say the same thing. Like, uh, hey, hate to bug you. So sorry, I see you're tattooing. Hey, Kyle, I see you're in the middle of drawing a line on somebody with an indelible marker that will make a mistake or not, depending on this very moment. But do you have a second for me? Damn, I, I do that to you all the time, dude. <laughs> well, I expect it with you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate you so much, Rob. Asshole, or they'll go dude. by and they're like, you're doing somebody's granddaughter's eyeball in a portrait or something. And they're like, um, what is it? We, me and me and Emily were talking about it. They're like, all right, five minutes, machine style, no pretentious. I got you. I said that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, that's original. Man, that's good. I didn't. That's a funny one. That's funny because <laughs> it's so one time this guy gets my attention. I got headphones on, but I can hear him. He's like, Kyle, 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 Kyle. And I'm like literally doing a line, you know, and I'm not good at line work. I don't do lines. <laughs> so this is something kind of rare for me. I'm already in rare territory. And I look up after I get done with the line and he said, I say, yeah, sir. Like that. I try to be an amiable. And he says, you got a second. And I, you know, I didn't. So I kind of looks like, shrugged and was like no he stormed off so angry like like fire fine i see you are a dick you're just like on tv huh <laughs> exactly i don't know people today and certainly it's personified probably in that what we call cancel culture but i think it's just culture <laughs> i think it people are just whiny little bitches me too you know yeah we all are we all are. I would say I can't complain, but if you listen long enough, it's all you're going to hear. Right. Do you write? Do you write a lot? No, never. Uh -uh. I play Call of Duty to shut the voices up. <laughs> right. I think you should write. I bet you, you could come up with some pretty well, interesting books. Thank God. Now we don't. I do have a sitcom I, I did write of of uh joseph you know what about jesus you know everybody loves jesus i wrote a sitcom <laughs> Dude, is this the same thing that we talked about before this we've probably talked been... about it <laughs> yeah i also I, I i wrote that as a sitcom and i, I no, i also wrote a, a movie of sorts or a series of, of, of a but they're all on religious based stuff and i don't know how quick anybody is to pick it up but i can talk about it and that kind of copyrights it I think, doesn't it? Or does it make everybody else able to steal my idea? <laughs> Man, I think I don't talk about anything anymore because I found that there's loopholes in everything. So it's like, even if it does yeah. copyright it, they'll find some, somebody's got enough money to fire, you know, hire some lawyer that, that, uh, mm -hmm. that can prove it doesn't copyright it. And so then it's like, what the fuck's the point of all that? Right. right. So now I just keep my mouth shut about everything. Unless you you know, you know for 
it, manifestation is like this thing that kind of keeps being a theme on the show here. But I also doubt in it because for damn, I'm going to say at least 15 years now, I've been talking about a way to make the best trash can in the world. One that removes the air from underneath the trash bag when you put it in. Simple. Oh, good. I've idea. got it. I've talked about the mechanisms to do it. <laughs> um, and there was a person who had a patent on such a thing. Uh, however, it was done in, so, in, in it, it was a it was like wasn't broad enough patent. Uh, maybe it was broad enough to stop people from doing it, but it involved too many moving parts and stuff, you know. And uh, it could never really be effective because it would cost so much. Who's going to buy a hundred dollar trash can that sucks the air out? But mm -hmm. and other people point out real, real succinctly that you can just drill holes in it and you're pretty good, you know. <laughs> like you drill a couple of holes and and yeah, you know, I guess they're right. But at the same time, uh, I've been saying this for so long. And describing it in detail, and no one's made it that I don't know if I believe in manifest uh, destiny stuff because shouldn't it have happened? I think Kyle, you could make something like that for probably less than ten bucks, man. You should go do that. Oh yeah, dude! I I even went so far as to have somebody uh, who makes models, a friend of mine, he makes plastic models or whatever with some kind of laser thing or something, you know. <laughs> um. Those new laser printers, what do you got? And I designed, oh, I showed him. Yeah. He put the holes in the wrong spot. That's all. <laughs> I got it. I got the thing up here. It was just to see if, to, you know, proof of concept. And he put the holes in the wrong spot. And that's as far as I got with it there, too. Well, um, I, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you got to do? You just basically got to put like a computer exhaust fan in there, pointing out oh, the too much side money. Of the little switch, right? No, you make it like a, 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 you see, I'm still waiting for someone to just steal it. Take it. This is yours. This is universe. I just want a good trash can. All right. So you got a five gallon bucket and you take two five gallon buckets. You put them on top of each other. You pull the five gallon bucket out. It's stuck because there's a suction there, you know? So really you just take a round or a square and you put another square in it. The one has holes in it, right? And then you have something that stops it when you pull it up high enough. So you put it, push it down, you put the trash can in and then you lift it up. You follow me? I got it. Now, so yeah, it, it probably suction. should have some, yep. And it should have some weight on the bottom because of, uh, it, without that weight on the bottom, then it's going to uh, possibly tip over more easily. Cause now it's up about six inches to possibly a foot, right? There's other ways you could make it with valves so that you could push it back down once you got it up. Uh, but why? I don't know. You figure it out. It ain't me. I'm, I, I lack ambition. I just want a trash can that doesn't have that stupid ass fucking billow in there. And it's cheap enough. Like even when you go to talking about weight, we're talking about logistics now. So it shouldn't be something that has to be weighted that I couldn't weight myself. You know what I mean? Maybe Americans don't do that, but I got rocks in my driveway. I'll, I'll fucking just let me fill up an area. You know, we'll put a bladder in there for water. Yeah. I'll, that's gonna leak. All right, never mind. Actually, what am I saying? I'm already thinking of far, far too more than some. I'm, the universe makes it. That's what I'm putting out there. And then, and then when it makes it for me, I'll I'll have proof that we live in the matrix. You know. Yeah, I'll talk. 
we could talk about manufacturing. I don't want to tell you all the stuff, but I'm telling you, bro, you can make that thing with a fan in it probably for like, you could manufacture that thing for less than 10 bucks for sure. Well, if the fan ran two ways, think mm-hmm. about this. When I go to pull the trash out and it's running backwards, that's going to really help filling up that annulus space now with air, creating a pressure, you know, you get rid of the vacuum that's there. Now you well, can you pull just it have you just have it on a switch, so you only turn the fan on when you're putting a new trash bag in, so it just sucks that thing right down into the trash can. Then you right. just flip the switch off. Well, wouldn't it be handy, though, if you're having a hard time getting that bag out because someone stuffed it full to turn that switch on backwards and run that fan backwards? Oh, I don't know. Probably won't have that kind of power. I was talking like a computer, <laughs> like the same kind of fan that's in your PlayStation. Or, you know. You're, you're right, yeah, I guess those are probably pretty there, cheap. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think you could, if you bought, I mean, hell, you wouldn't go to manufacture that and only make a few of them. So, I mean, you we buy, keep on talking buy. about this me and we like, no, not me. I tattoo and I yeah, run a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I barely yeah, run just, a podcast. You just go to these places where they manufacture these things and you send them a drawing of what you want to do and then they'll send you a prototype. It's not that complicated, man. You don't, it, it takes very little of your time. It just takes your money. That's all you really got to worry about. Right on. You think anybody else buys that? You what need you a trash can? Like, then I got one trash can. They're like, there you go, man. Now I got to find someone that loves it like I do. Well, let's see. People I- bought bought rocks and called them pets before. People bought <laughs> uh, little troll dolls with funky haircuts. What other kind of stupid I- shit have people I feel like there? I just run into somebody who just started collecting those little trolls. <laughs> For real, you did? I think, yeah, like, yeah. I think they made a comeback you know like i really think oh, they have. Of and course. then you got some people that'll spend five million dollars on a, on a pokemon pokemon fucking idiot so you play Kyle, pokemon I, go I, I don't play that stuff at all i'm only okay. in it from a collector standpoint investment that's it no but uh but uh i think you can find plenty of people that'll that'll buy your trash can for sure <laughs> they'll buy my trash hey you can take that thing on shark tank there you go you're done done deal man you don't have to tattoo anymore if you didn't want to it'd be strictly by choice now i'd never be able to go on shark tank because there's no way i wouldn't start bringing up that kevin dude's fucking homicide shit be like i know you was driving the boat motherfucker and that on your wife <laughs> killing people in lake michigan that's my hometown killer kevin killer kevin uh i don't know the world's a weird place man um i'm friends with somebody who's just hanging out with hulk hogan and dennis rodman last weekend it just blows my mind that yes he was at they invited him to the um the induction of the undertaker to uh the hall of fame the wrestling hall of fame really i showed you those videos of me and that in in the rick flair shit right i know i did Oh my God! Did I not show the, you the videos? Uh huh. The record, and I'm I'm probably shouldn't even have publicly admit this, but I'm a pretty big wrestling fan. I have been for a long time, so that's pretty cool. That, that hey, there's no shame in your game, game, brother. None at all. <laughs> there's no shame in the wrestling game. Uh, my friend uh, Steve, he does it for fortune and fame. He's he's most he's one of the most dynamic motherfuckers. I just had him on the podcast. He's one of those dynamic motherfuckers I ever met, and they just invited his ass out 
to the Wrestling Hall of Fame because his passion for wrestling is so fuck. It's huge. Like, but yeah, he was hanging out in Clearwater with Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman stops by. I guess he's got like a tour bus. <laughs> it's just like wrapped out like uh, it says Dennis Rodman. I don't even know what he does. <laughs> Filling stadium somewhere or something. Oh, and he came out. Uh-huh. If you're Dennis Rodman, you probably don't have to do shit, dude. You just ride around that. He probably spent the last bit of money he had in his life on that fucking bus. Now, he just drives that fucker around, and anywhere Dennis Rodman goes, he probably gets people to pay for his shit wherever he goes. He doesn't have to do shit. I, I well, that's what I hear about Michael Jordan. Oh, I hear he don't reach for the check never. I think Rodman's riding that that out, uh, you know that that uh, Chicago Bulls fame too, huh? I would. Why wouldn't you? You know, I think Rodman's still a pretty big deal when people see him out in public. You know, he's just one of those yeah. dynamic people that just draws attention to himself no matter what. So, dude, he he made it out of. He's one of the few people to ever make it out of North Korea. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not wrong here. Like that's a feat. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole premise, but I'm telling you, if Jim Kim Jong Il invited me out to North Korea. I'm not thinking that it's a guarantee I come back. Right? Thinking I'm going. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I don't think I'm going. I really don't think I'm sure he showed him <laughs> a great time. But like uh it seems crazy. And how that see if I met Dennis Rodman too, I have a fear that I would how do you not bring up that shit? You know what I mean? And then Dennis Rodman's heard it before. I ain't the first asshole he's met. So he's gonna be ready to beat motherfuckers' ass. He's like, Oh, you're gonna go there <laughs> talking about my boy. Kim's cool, motherfucker. We shot skeet together. Skeet skeet, motherfucker, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then beat my ass is a big motherfucker too. Sometimes I feel safer in my house. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Um, listen to this though. This is uh so in 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 playing the Kevin Bacon game. Uh, so I I I haven't um you know, fuck Dave Navarro, but I have braided his hair while we were in footy pajamas <laughs> and he fucked Carmen Electra and Carmen Electra fucked Dennis Rodman <laughs> and now my boy Steve's hanging out with him and I was in a Ric Flair robe that I'm pretty sure Steve had sex with his wife in I don't know somehow I'm saying it's all together I showed That's you this amazing. right I don't we, think you did man I'm going to have to. I'm surprised. We must not have had much time because I'm pulling my phone out at any chance I can to show people this. Uh, this guy, he only, it's, it's 41 pounds of purple sequins and feathered boa with wizard sleeves, says the nature boy, Ric Flair. It's from um, the WrestleMania. He's done appearances on all his shows in it. Styling and profiling, limousine riding, sing, uh, what is it? Jet flying. It's getting hard to keep these gators on the ground. Motherfucking robe. <laughs> that dude's crazy, man. <laughs> You're a wrestling nut, huh? I've been watching wrestling since fuck, dude. WrestleMania three, I think, pretty religiously. Yeah, my dad got me into that when I was a kid. 
So you missed the slam heard around the world, though, because it wasn't was that. The, well, that was when Andre got slammed. That was in two, wasn't it? No, that was three, I believe, right? I think oh, that was the first okay. one I watched. You were there for the big one. I mean, I might I might be wrong, but I think that's what really got my passion going for wrestling, man. Probably that exact moment in time when the big slam happened. Were you watching? Were you in the stadium or where were you at? At home? No, yeah, at home. I've only been to – I'm not like a super wrestling geek like that, man. Like, I don't – Oh, you're wrestling geek enough to have some pay-per-view. Oh, that, yeah, that was a lot about locale, I think. I think there was some friends of mine, though. Didn't they have a viewing in the Silver Dome or something, or was it? It was at the Silver Dome. Oh, so it was around my hometown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why my boy Steve's so into it. He was probably there. Or maybe he's one of those where, like, all his friends went, and then they just made him really – about it and so now he owns the largest wrestling collection in the world yeah to be honest with you man i don't really know what the draw is anymore i've, I've kind of questioned that since i was about 30 years old i guess you know like that's the draw to this and why do i keep watching this all the time but really i, I think, just think it was a it was just i think you were a little like gay it. and you like those sweaty yeah. men in tights yeah, it could be. I mean, it could very much be. I, I think about that sometimes too. Don't don't think that hasn't entered my mind. Like, is that is that, is that what the draw? Is? I like wrestling. <laughs> I was like, is, that, is that the draw? I don't know. Let me go yeah. shave my legs and see how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I keep on trying to figure out with most people if they watch around the penis or around like around the like do you block the penis out of your head and when you're watching porn or how does that work i'm just curious i, I actually admire him quite a bit to be honest with you. i'm <laughs> kind of like wow that guy's got a really nice package man he's a, he's a pretty fucking stout dude that's a pretty penis all right before this turns into a, a, a conversation <laughs> with robbie ripple let's get off of penises oh shit did i just say that <laughs> Robbie Rapol ate his own penis. He what? He ate his own penis. I didn't know if you knew. Sometimes maybe this is the kind of stuff that gets out pre, uh, you know. But yes, like a, Robbie, like in a yoga position, kind of a thing. <laughs> nope, like mm, digested. Like I have to go a little bit more into detail about. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know that thing. story. Robbie Rapole had so much penis when he was growing up that they cut some of it off on purpose just to save his girlfriends the paint. And he decided to flambe and eat it. No, uh, he had it pierced with a large gauge needle. And so when it comes out, there's a little uh, bit of his penis skin, you know, oh, God, yeah, God. and Inside they blew the it out of the needle. And they showed it to him and laughed, I guess. And then he ate his own fucking penis like a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not like a weirdo that just got pierced. I guess that's kind of weird, too. But like, really, to step it up a notch, you know? (laughs) Uh, But anyways, that's all we need to bring into penises. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love, you know, what? somebody needs to do a podcast just about stories like this from the tattoo community because i've heard a bunch of good ones about james bond and i've heard yes. a bunch of good ones about other people and i'm just like dude this shit but needs listen, to be in a book or on a podcast somewhere dude. what this a danger 
some of these things that we know and are privy to as we tell the story, we then all of a sudden we have to be like, oh, wait, who's around? You know, because like sometimes I mean, you might there's... have to change. The, you might have to change some names and things of that sort. You know, you don't know. That's the yes. way you usually would do things like that. It know? is unfortunate that some of our friends lead lives that I think other people in their lives may not know or want to know. You know, like I don't know if my grandma needed to know that story. <laughs> I thought my, it was my, really funny too and in context yeah that's funny we go to the bar you tell that story I laugh you put it on your podcast my mom listens yeah you, you just don't ever think those people are listening so you think you're always in the clear and then all of a sudden you're not and you're like, I don't think I'm finding no because that's this weird part about doing this podcast and having it it's gaining some popularity and inside of my community, it's probably gaining the fastest. So then I go to one of these tattoo shows and people are like, dude, I'm listening to the podcast. And I immediately like, <laughs> feel like, yeah, I don't like, you knowing that much about me. <laughs> it's one thing to see me mad on national TV and have the first day of my life. And we share that, <laughs> but now I have my internal thoughts exposed for everyone to know. Right, right. You're actually a real person, you mean? Yeah, I think yeah. you just got to embrace that. I don't really give a fuck what people think about me attitude. and Just live your life the way you want to live it, dude. My rule is if you're not hurting kids and you're not fucking beating up women, fucking animals, yeah. whatever you're into, you're into, dude. Whose fucking position is it to judge? You know, it's like, there are some things that certainly should be taboo, but then for the most part, who gives a fuck, you know? Who gives a fuck if you like to sleep next to dead people or whatever the fuck you do? I don't fucking know. So you are, so you do, you are a fan of Logan Paul. Only in the Pokeverse. Uh, not, not in the Suicide Forest verse, huh? Nah. nah. I, I never want, I, wanna, I don't know, I'm, I'm one of them assholes who never lets people, I don't know if I, it's like, I almost play it until it's not even funny on purpose, I guess. But we've all moved on, but I don't, I'm not ready to move on. Same with Kevin Leary out there killing people in, on Lake Michigan and fucking uh, Caitlyn Jenner going ahead and driving people through intersections. Dude, Candy says can we don't it. cut it off. You push it inside, actually. So. <laughs> you can have your opinion, bro. I'll never tell you that your opinions are wrong. I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't if, really. If I push it inside, am I going to have a, is my vagina going to be too small? Am I going to have to date small guys? <laughs> no, just go date, go date Robbie. He'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, he's only got a little bit of his dick left. <laughs> <He's> keeps eating. <laughs> what? I wouldn't want to eat it. What if he? What if you decided you you developed a taste for it? And you're like, oh man, ever since Wait. I've had that penis, all I've wanted to do is saute my dick. Does that make him a cannibal? Yes. Like the weirdest kind. Like he didn't even do it after a, a plane crash on a desert island or nothing. And I'd eat my foot first. He did it way backwards. He had his penis cut before he got his foot chopped off. So, all right. Uh, Robbie, I apologize about that one. That one might be a little, I don't know if that nub's that sensitive. Uh, <laughs> Dude. <laughs> You're not even uh, uh, oh, we only roast the ones we love, damn it. 
Hey, that's what but, yeah. should start doing at his shows. He should start doing tattoo roasts. Man, artists up on the stage and roast them at every show. He did the um, biggest. He did that roast for. Do you remember Guy Hitchkinson had one in Chicago, and Troy ran that one. It, it was fucking one. awesome. I still got the wine bottle. Um, it was kind of funny. It was also a disaster at points. Jack Rudy was funny as shit. Uh, two other guys were funny. Chris Longo was boring as fuck. <laughs> um, Jack Rudy got up and was like, it's a fucking roast, god damn. <laughs> Everybody wants to just fucking tell a bunch of stories and fucking suck guys' dick. He stinks. How about that? Nobody wants to talk about how the motherfucker stinks. His uh, Hannah did a good job. She made fun of, uh, you know, she just kind of took us through their life growing up, you know, because they come from Michigan, go around Chicago. And uh, it was somebody, the best joke I think of the night was something, you know, Guy Atchison does biomechanical work and he's known for that, of course. Hannah Atchison, his sister, was at the time on LA Inc. And so she was really popular and famous. And she actually was now beginning to shine brighter than he did, even though everybody knew him in, in our world, the whole world was knowing her. So uh, I forget. I think it was Jack Root. No, it wasn't. It was one of the two guys. But they, he, he's one of the guys there says Hannah Askinson is known for her pinup model uh, tattoos to be so exquisite and precise that she will even hire models and photographers under special lighting conditions so that she can capture the exact piece that she needs to recreate for her client's tattoo. Guy Atchinkinson, however, <laughs> instead just shines a flashlight on his words <laughs> <laughs> and takes a picture. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, and and I asked Troy about doing them, and I guess he kind of, I think he lost his ass somehow on it. I think there was a lot of people that, uh, like, I don't know if they stole all the silverware. <laughs> I think Troy had a had a bad taste in his mouth for roasts as a result of, of that one, which I always remembered as awesome time. But um, I think everybody, like, got in and, and just ate the food for free and then the hotel bill like they didn't pay their bill and the hotel bill just turned it over to Troy like they all wrote it off on imaginary uh, rooms or something I don't know oh shit yeah I could just be like you wouldn't want to do that again Troy's been through some stuff like that where you're like oh yeah you guys are all my friends appreciate it no but <laughs> I know? mean I mean hell he could easily just like uh, you know just bring like one of the ink masters up on a stage, you know, make it part of the, like, yeah. instead of like having, having a fucking sideshow at everyone, do a roast at like one of them or well, whatever. Do, do that like the bigger one or something like that. We did roast in Cincinnati. We roasted Marshall. And then um, that's actually how me and Greg Piper met. Cause I, I tore Marshall up, man. We, I had a, I fucking had a set that was like, a comedian <laughs> it was good man i worked on it right <laughs> like i worked on it i worked on my time man. i worked in the mirror i fucking uh <laughs> I, I did it in front of 13 year old kids because i figured if i could make them even smirk i might be on to something you know if i could make them laugh i knew i had gold because those kids didn't give a fuck about none <laughs> but um at any rate 
I, I killed it that night. And then they invited me out to DC to make fun of James and, and Josh Payne actually. But those were, uh, I don't know who ran those shows. They weren't Troy. And, and they think, I think they were just made. So like, maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should just be like, call a bar around and plan an after party Sunday night. And we're just going to roast a couple of artists. We're going to get a dais up there, you know, and have, have our dinner. And it, because that's, that's the way I think the other one kind of went, I think the hotel might've given us a spot for it in uh in Greg Piper's show. So Greg probably arranged, uh, organized it, but the other one was a, a bar outside of the venue. And I think it was just being done for Marshall's birthday or something. Everybody's like, you know, hey, let's just fuck with Marshall because he's getting older. So, you know, that's the way we like to treat the icons in our life. Yeah, <laughs> just, I just, I feel, I feel like it'd be such a fun time. It'd be fun. I'm with it. So, I'm, again, manifestation. We're gonna, we're gonna just manifest it. Somebody will help us do it. <laughs> you, how many villain art shows you do a year? Man, I'll tell you, since COVID, I've really not doing a whole lot since we've gotten back into the circuit i've done uh just the bigger ones now i'm, I'm um economy bro I'm actually, yeah, man, I'm, just I'm, at home uh, buying shoes online no i mean, I actually sold a bunch of my shoes i just got rid of a bunch in fact i'm sitting here staring at one two three four eight <laughs> pairs that I haven't sold that are still online for sale you want to buy some i got I got some 33s. You like Jordan 33s? You probably wear the same size shoe as me, don't you? Ten and a half. What is it? Which, ten and a half to uh, eleven and a half, depending on the on the make. But yeah, all, all my Jordans are eleven. I probably fit them. I got some. I got some 33s. You probably look pretty slick in those. You, you like the 33s? Candy spends too much on my feet as it is. <laughs> I, I don't. No, I don't like any of them. Like I'm a Ken doll. I'm just, you know, candy lays out my clothes. I, it's sad, really. My whole life, really. If anybody knew, it's sad uh, how little I fucking <laughs> dude. We'll go to the shows. It, it's worse there, actually. I mean, I, I know how to dress myself, obviously. But at the convention, um, candy always does put my clothes out for me. And I think about <laughs> it just like a little kid every morning, because I'll be like, I'll go to the bed, and there's no pile of my clothes. And then she'll tell me <laughs> as I'm putting on my shoes, she'll be like, nope, the other pair. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh, you planned this whole thing, huh? Right on. I'm wearing the flints today. Oh, don't I look cute? Oh, we're matching. Even better. Right on. Bobsy <laughs> twins. Everybody knows we're together. How cute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love, I'm, I'm one of them. I never, uh, I don't like control. It's too, uh, much responsibility so like <laughs> if somebody says kyle you look like an idiot i'm like blame my wife <laughs> does that make sense i think it's her fault anyways so we're gonna keep how many how many colors you, you already said how many colors we're up to uh but reiterate for me because i didn't pay attention 60 okay there's, good. there's there's 60 now and then uh we just we just finalized another 18 so right on. Uh, but, but yeah we're trying to we're trying to build some pretty 78 new, uh, i think that makes 
Well, we, we're just adding more and more. So we're trying to make some pretty unique colors, just uh, different uh, different tones than what have been out. Like I said, I don't usually, I don't like to read. Well, what else is out? Read. What What else is left to be? I mean, everything. No, uh, no, not quite. I mean, we're we're targeting a different demographic, so we're making. Um, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know how much you tuned into really what Electrum is really doing these days, but like. You know, we partner up with, uh, we've got partners in the ink, in the ink. So like, um, okay. There's, they're a uh, Christian, Christian Moore. I don't know if you know who Christian is, but Christian used to work for one of the other ink companies. He's worked for Tat Soul. He's worked for, uh, eternal for a while, uh, eternal supply. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. So, um, I started the ink company with him and uh, he owns a tattoo shop in Charlotte called vault tattoo. And then he's also got a couple conventions of his own video game tats and uh, anime. Ink. So he's, uh, he's very much in tune with the whole uh, pop culture space. And um, you know, that's kind of more or less what we've built our ink brand around is the pop culture scene and, and uh, the artists okay. entering that space. So we're really, we're really formulating colors and palettes that are more in tune with with that whole uh that whole demographic well, shows how really out of folks. touch i am because i didn't know there was a pop art or pop culture scene must be pop culture oh, what is, oh that's like the ones where they have like a realistic picture and then they'll have like a sticker or something or some scooby-doo right in the middle of it uh, no i mean well i mean pop culture is anything to do with like science fiction or wrestling or anime okay. cartoons pokemon anything like that superheroes that's all pop culture stuff so it, it's right been on. a scene but but really the uh anime scene's gotten really big in tattooing uh recently over the last few years so boy it's been exploding yeah now, israel so adesanya is giving homage to you know uh anime in his fights yeah it's uh did it's you know that big- no, but it's a pretty big deal, so it doesn't surprise. He comes me. up sucking his thumb or something. I'm like, what the fuck's he doing? This is weird. He's got his thumb in his mouth, like biting his thumb the whole time. Like doesn't stop. And then I see the article, and I ask my de- my son about it, and he's like, oh yeah, that's you know, Nosferatu from Chosen of the Dead. I don't. I'm making that up. Yeah, it's but crazy, it's some man. anime thing that he does. And then I'm reading the article though, and like he taunts these guys he's fighting, and the taunts that he'll do. For against them now i realize that they are also from the anime oh really yeah so like he'll he'll do some kind of like come on thing like and it's from i don't know it's from another anime thing Uh, (laughs) something cody gower would know cody's big into that stuff i love that dude too yeah i I just seen that he posted that he likes do an anime because now he just has to trace or something. He's making some kind of <laughs> it's like I'll never have to draw again. My work is already done for me. I'm like a fucking Epson. Not oh, even a Lexmark. Or maybe a Canon. I don't know. Yeah, that's the new scene, huh? That's what's coming up. Well, I mean, it's just trendy right now, you know. So um we're, we're uh like we did an anime skin tone set, for example, you know, that's uh, the bunny okay. set. So, so, you know, we paired up with an artist that was really big into that and she helped us develop an anime skin tone set that was just specific to anime characters. So 
that's what I'm talking about when I say doing doing different tones, you know, that that aren't really focused in that direction or haven't been in the past. So that's really the. How does a company like uh, like yourself, New Ink Company, make sure that their product has a longevity in the skin? Being so new, it's hard to say you've got any experience, you know? It's new to the market. Like I said, we've been working on this for two and a half years prior. So there's Mm -hmm. been plenty of tattoos done with it, and it's been healed for a year, year and a half, two years where it's been, you know, and then it's, I'm guessing been, your support team has been affiliated. They've worked with Inc. You were saying already as well. Sure. I mean, yeah. We're, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not recreating the wheel. We're working with people that have been in the space for many, many years developing tattoo inks. So we didn't just set up a lab somewhere and start making inks. You know, we went out to people that have already been in the business for a long time. And I even told you before, you know, Tramp. Tramp helped me out a lot. gave me a lot of advice and pointers. So I'm, I'm fortunate That's in that awesome. sense. You know, I, I have a lot of good relationships with people in the, in the industry and the people that have been in the industry for a really long time. And so I'm not an abrasive person at all. You know, I'm friends with everybody I, I encounter for the most part. And so, you know, why that, is that? What makes you so weird like that? <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just jive well with people, man. I'm not a, I'm not an abrasive person. I just I always want but to do you see people as having can. value, even when many other people might write them off. Everybody's got value at some, to some degree. I mean, everybody's good at something, knows something. I think people don't spend enough time trying to get to know other people. You know, I think that's a big problem in the world because it's just uh, everybody's so self-consumed and it's like, uh, right there are really interesting people out there just like Robbie Ripple eating his own penis, you know, penis. just like you interesting just in its own right. You know, (laughs) I hope people are enjoying this and and somebody is going to listen to it. on be a who fucks Rob's feet. (laughs) I feel like if I feel like this, if you go sit down next to a homeless person on the street and just have a conversation with a random homeless person, you'll probably learn some really interesting shit. Oh my God, Flint is full of some of the best and you ain't wrong. Like there is a reason for, I, I, I even bring all this up, I guess, just to point out that that's the way I kind of feel about it. I know that you have that same kind of outlook that some people may write somebody off because of whatever reason, but there's a value to that person. And certainly you might be surprised how valuable they could be to your own life you know to yourself you don't i mean I, you hear it all the time where i just the other day i was i was going through the drive through and uh food for lunch and and i was just uh i had a my one of my coworkers with me and we were talking in the car and laughing about something and the girl that came out to bring the food she she said uh were you talking to me and i'm like no but i had a big smile on my face or whatever because we were laughing about something and she said well do me a favor just keep smiling just like that because I've been having a really bad day and that <laughs> cheered me up. And so, and, and, but you hear things like that all the time where people will say like, you never know how a smile could change somebody's day. So it's just like yep. the same concept, you know, it's like, even if you just go up to a random stranger and just ask them how their day's going, I mean, that could just be the scale that tips a person in the right direction when they were in the wrong direction all day before that, you know? So, Right. You never know. Or you just entertain yourself. I don't know. I do it for more selfish reasons, I believe. 
but I also recognize that there's a good to be had from it. So then I feel good <laughs> indulging in the selfish reason. I truly believe these people will make my life more interesting. <laughs> you know? I, I, yeah, I just feel like you get what you put out, man. I feel like if you put good energy out, good energy comes back in. And I've tried yeah. to help people out a lot in the industry along the way, and people help me out. And so I just think that's the wheel that you got to keep greasing, man, you know? And, uh, so I've been fortunate, you know, and it's interesting, too, because there are people out there that want to see you fail all the time. And, and uh, those are your haters, you know, and they pretend like they're your friends sometimes and they're not. Right. That's that's my Achilles heel in life, you know, is that I trust everybody and I think everybody's always going to have their best interest at heart. And then it, it just, uh, <laughs> some people surprise you still. Sometimes it doesn't turn out that way, man. Money does weird shit to people, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it brings out the worst in us sometimes. You've had an experience like that? Yeah, I've had a bunch of them, for sure. I've lost a lot of money, you know, trying to help people out and get people off in the right direction with their own ideas and stuff like that. And then, you know, it just doesn't... I don't believe that you didn't even begin to... You, you could have jumped on my GoFundMe for my trash can. Bro, I will finance your trash can. You just got to have the passion. I'll be your shark I don't, tank. Bro. I don't. That's let's, the unfortunate let's, thing. Let's do our shark tank deal right now. I will uh, finance your project for 10% royalties. <laughs> but I can't do the work. I just, <laughs> you're asking me to do something besides play Call of Duty eventually, right? <laughs> you got to do the work, man. You got to do the work. I don't think it takes a whole lot of work, man. You got you ever TikTok. Watched that? I think you just do a few TikTok videos. Get one of those Chris suckers Hart, to right? go viral. He says everybody wants to be famous. They don't want to do the work or something. It's like, yeah, I'm right. He's right. I get it. I don't. <laughs> and I don't oh, want to do. I don't want to because because uh, why? You know, I don't know. I think somebody else would do it for me. After that, then I'll always be able to say, "Damn it, I came up with that idea so long ago." Then that person now look at him. He's fucking going to Mars. Billionaire got his own fucking jet plane. At least I'll have that story. I'll I'll have fun enough with that story. Dude. The only people that are broke in this world are the people that don't want to work for something, man. Because I'm telling you, it's not hard to make money. It's not hard to make money. Especially today. It's it's not hard. I don't understand why anybody's not. I mean, fuck, dude, there's 20-year-old kids making millions of dollars on on social media. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. And they're sitting crazy. at home. And they're sitting at home playing Call of Duty all day. <laughs> yeah, I think... They're uh, smarter than we are. Yeah, I think I think you're on to something. I'm going to record my, my interactions with Call of Duty support team. <laughs> Actually, I no, I couldn't a- do that, man. Everybody's like, they're going to be like, I, like Kyle, you know, you started, I started there. I was right there with you because it was a problem, you know, and it was legitimate. But then you just immediately started being the biggest dick. <laughs> <laughs> but look, you don't even have to do it as Kyle Dunbar. You can go set up a TikTok account and make up a character. Nobody knows you over there. You right. just make up a character, call it a different name, and you'd be this, you could be like Bob Karen Sneed. calling. Nice yeah. to be caring, calling tech support all the time. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll just viral, be, it'll still have to be Kyle, though, because Kyle's the, the male Karen, right? Like when Karen yeah. changes her pronouns, that's who she becomes, I think. 
You can uh, you can still be Kyle. You just don't Karen, have to be dumb uh, Kyle. <laughs> you know, I said my aunt's name is Karen and she is the sweetest. <laughs> like, dude, I think you have some really fair. good ideas you're sitting on, buddy. I think you just need to make them. You need to hatch those eggs. <laughs> I need to put them on a podcast or something. <laughs> you need to do something, man. You're sitting That's on That's all I've been uh, interested in right now. Actually, tell me about that, your experience with podcasts, because you were running podcasts for a minute. Yeah. You and Scotty Whitaker. Is, is Scotty still doing them? No, no, he's not. He wants to, but like I said, COVID kind of killed our podcast, really. Because it's mostly traveling it. and all, or what? Yeah, it was strictly traveling. We were doing all of our episodes at tattoo conventions and uh, at shops. So when COVID, when COVID hit and everybody didn't travel, you know, that kind of just killed the whole thing, and we just really haven't ever brought it back since then. Right on. When you're ready, I want to be on it. You know, uh, Troy is going to put together a podcast of road stories. So you may end up getting what you want uh, in a in a venue to just trade stories and James fucking the largest pancake in the world. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. exactly what it sounds. James Vaughn having sex with the largest pancake in the world and uh, man i thought he ate it or something <laughs> yeah, he did i, I mean that's why up in the morning and ate it i don't he even know it. if he really had sex with it but and all of this is probably untrue that's what we i was we're talking with troy and we're like how are you going to get around the disclaimer and the stuff? You know what we should just say? All these stories are mandatorily embellished to protect the innocent <laughs> or to protect, <laughs> to protect the guilty. All of these stories are mandatorily embellished. So if it sounds like it's, it's no, we're doing that. So listen, my friends are too cool to tell a story as boring as it really happened. I'm going to have to add a little. <laughs> hey, we were going to, we were going to pitch another show to, uh, 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 spike or whatever and we mm. would want to call it hotel tax like we wanted to be the after show at you know like the convention after show the reality show hotel tax where we finish our tattoos in the hotel room oh yeah but that but we wanted happens. to strongly embellish but we wanted to embellish it too like like not not only did we tattoo in hotel rooms but we had hookers stopping by but there were hookers snorting cocaine off the counters by the tv set you know it wasn't just tattooing. dude that's not I mean, such like an embellishment some wild partying going on you know some of these stories you're just talking about taking a couple of instances that you know about and then making them all occur on the same night that's all you're really talking about yes you have a movie then you have a coming to age movie <laughs> yeah dude there was a Sturbridge. uh fucking pizza man comes to the door just happens to be a gangbang with one of the models or whatever working for one of the shops there that weekend. And and that's how he gets tipped. Like literally gets his his dicks. I can say it, it's my show. He gets his dick sucked by one of the fucking whores there who was involved in the gangbang. Like, you know, when you're a pizza guy, you, that's kind of the thing you think about sometimes. Like, well, I mean, maybe not necessarily having a gangbang if you come in, but some horny wife is like really i ordered the pizza to get your sausage rah, 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 rah. Right. <laughs> and then it goes on what wow wow you're right so uh 
I don't know. That guy had that night, but then it was also this girl who's having it's just not uh anyways. It goes on. Those stories though, all on one night. Fuck yeah, that that shit's happened. It's not untrue at all. When are we gonna that'd be a good you, uh that'd be a good Netflix series, I feel like. So that's what we're writing then, huh? So you're I mean, saying we're Kyle, we're scrapping everybody loves Jesus. The story yeah, of Joseph is, is interesting to nobody, even if we do get to have a fight scene where Jesus says, you're not my real dad. <laughs> Doesn't matter to I, you. <laughs> no, I want to do that one. We've talked about that one for a long time. I said, I told you I wanted to have a part. <laughs> right on. Right on, man. I, uh, we'll have to make angels for everybody. I don't know. That's as far as Send it got my- to. I, I, I've written it three or four different times, and then I got it all in my head, and I'm like, man, I really hate writing. It's such a pain. <laughs> it is a pain, but beautiful things come out of that. You should write some, I think. I, I got some good dialogue, and I do have, you know, it, it's even funny, but it, like I said, just I like playing that Call of Duty. I like that heroin. That's what it is. I like that heroin, man, and I'd rather be shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> be shooting children online i don't know why i, I love <laughs> thinking that they're like cursing their parents out for not buying good enough internet why you don't give me better wi-fi <laughs> keep getting killed throw their phone at the wall or whatever it's so sad i'm playing on my tablet i'm playing on a tablet <laughs> I don't even play on that big system because those kids are so much better than me. I've had to downgrade my competition level by by downgrading my platform. Man, how hard is it to play on a tablet? Uh, what do you do? You just, you just tap on the person that you want to shoot? Like, is that how you do it? Yeah, it's so fucking easy, man. It's better than a controller because, like, you can finger, you know, you can follow things better with a mouse, right? Like I've seen my son play with the computer and everything looks easy on his right hand. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. The left hand, however, where he's with the keyboard and it looks like he has arthritis. He's a genius with it. He's like just jumping around Z, Y, X, A, S, F, A, D or whatever. I've tried that stuff and it, and it does, it gives me arthritis. But however, on the tablet, both sides are like the mouse, you know, and you can set your HUD up however you want. I play with six fingers. Top it top top. So uh there's a lot of things to do. And there's a lot of stuff to learn. And I don't know. Now support's pissing me off that really I spent the whole day today just fucking with support. <laughs> like calling them stupid and stuff. Really stuff that you couldn't build a fan base on. Like you say you would listen to it. No, nope, that would be you'd be like, fuck that guy. Like I'm I think I recognize, I think I might even say something beginning like hey you know how this game's kind of wasting my time i figure i'm just gonna waste yours too let's let's have a little banter i know it's never gonna get solved you have no solutions you know and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a time expiring node of that i'm getting points for so everything that they do is just to obfuscate for time so that by the time it can be solved it's already expired and i'll forget about it <laughs> Oh, anyways, I'm sure that's exciting. I should probably get off of my problems with with a with with a gaming lifestyle. 
<laughs> an outgamed lifestyle. These kids nowadays are good. It's, I'm sure it's going to be like that with tattoos eventually, too. Because people like these pop art kids, they're all progressing, and I'm going to be like, I don't know, I, I do black and gray. <laughs> you want a deer? I can put a deer on you. I just bought a classic Nintendo. Did what? Uh, the the NES or the Super NES? NES, the, the old school dude. Whoa! I got uh, like I got like uh, yeah, man, and I got like I don't know. 50 games with it or something. I got that for like 150 bucks on eBay, man. I thought that was a steal. That's a good game. That the, is. I got all the good games, man. Like all the stuff there. Do any of them work? You got to all work. You have to spit them all in and them make them work. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to jiggle them in and out of the thing, you know? Yeah. Like you got to force some of them in there a little bit harder. Some of them you have you one when you were growing up. Gently put in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember how you got to do that one trick where you kind of like insert the disc and then you just kind of got to get it right to the edge before you push it down in there, but you get it in there where you get just enough to where you clip the edge when you push it down. So you're just like right in there. I, f- I feel like I remember a lot of different tactics to try and get your favorite <laughs> yeah. games working. And I feel like I didn't, I didn't own one, but my friend did. And so we'd go to his house, but he was a real dick about it. And, and I don't know, Dick, like my, uh, if you blew in his game, he would, oh, stop it. Oh, God, I'll get a Q-tip and some rubbing alcohol. <laughs> don't blow at it. Whatever. I guess it was his. <laughs> he was the same kind of guy that would make you um, watch him play Legend of Zelda until he was, you know, decidedly done. Then we can play Excite Bike. Oh, I lose you. So I have successfully stayed too long. Uh, the proof is Rob's battery has died. So with that, we conclude another episode. Hope you enjoyed listening and uh, look forward to, 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 I don't know. What, what do you do here? Adapt, 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 adapt. That's all folks. <laughs>